Good morning, New Hope. It is Thursday. We are ready to jump into the Word of God. It is great, great to be here at TNT with you guys this morning. I was just keeping my eyes on some uh, some of the chat boxes and Facebook and on YouTube. See so many of you guys jumping on early on a Thursday morning. Rebecca, all the way from, from Hemp Hill. Kathy, thank you so much for being here this morning. Judy Frost, I see you over on YouTube. Um, it is always, always great to be with you guys. Uh, Diana Brown, Good morning, good morning, Edward. Man, let's let's do this. Um, let, let's take a minute and and think back a few days. I was uh, I was so struck by how powerful the teaching was over the weekend. The first uh, in the We Have This Hope series, uh, as Pastor Tim talked about, only Jesus can save. And such a great reminder in these times when it seems like there's. Um, a myriad of solutions being offered to a myriad of problems. And it's great for us as followers of Christ to remember that at the end of the day, only Jesus can save. Um, and then, and then the other side of that is no one can change a life like Jesus. And, uh, Man, I'm, I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful that my life was changed by Jesus. And I know uh, there's so many of you guys tuning in this morning that, that can say the same thing, that your life was changed in a way that only Jesus can do it. And I look back at who I was, I, and I look at who I am now, and I think only God, only God can do that. And I know so many of you would echo those same, same thoughts this morning. Uh, if you have your Bible, if you got your Bible app, whatever uh, you got handy this morning, uh, if you'll uh, thumb on over to Psalm 121, uh, Psalm 121, um, we're going to read through that uh, this morning, kind of walk through it slowly and then walk through it a second time a little more briskly uh, and take a look at it. I was tempted to go back a few, uh, few chapters and do Psalm 119 slowly, but it's uh, about 178 verses or so. So I figured I'd spare you the three-day daily devotion, uh, and we're just going to go through Psalm 121 this morning and take care of it that way. So Psalm 121, uh, I'm going to be reading from the NIV this morning. If uh, you got a different translation, the, the, the wording may be a little bit different, but I think the, the, the concept and the meaning will be generally the same. So Psalm 121, start in verse 1. It says, I, will, I lift up my eyes to, well, so before we get there, I, I, really should, I really should start us here. As we read through Psalm 121 this morning, here's what I want you to do. I want you to be listening to the conversation that's happening, but I want you to be listening for what the most pressing problem or issue that the psalmist um, is, is facing in his life at, at this particular point, okay? Uh, so Psalm 121, starting in verse 1, listen for the problem that he has. <clears throat> it says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? I don't know, as, as humans, we've all asked that question probably a kajillion times in our life. We've been in the middle of a situation, a problem, a, something we can't fix, something we can't figure out. And we say, where's my help coming from? Where, what's the solution here? You know, over the last six months or so of our lives, so many things have changed. Uh, one thing that hasn't changed, though, is that life is this incredible roller coaster of highs and lows. It, it, it ebbs and flows continuously, even in the midst of a global pandemic. Um, just before just before we went into a, the full quarantine in March, I was scheduled to do a wedding at a downtown venue. And over the course of about 48 hours, the venue got closed down. We had to change locations. We did several different things. And for those of you that know the 288 campus, you know we've got that uh, the hill out there with the cross on it. We call it Prayer Mountain. And so we went from a downtown venue to within 48 hours doing, less than 48 hours actually, doing a, a, an outdoor wedding on Prayer Mountain. And that couple is so sweet and they just, they adjusted and they flexed the whole time. So in the midst of a global pandemic, man, weddings still went on. 
Uh, early in the pandemic, I had a, a friend of ours who went in for a routine procedure and within seven days uh, had, had passed away and gone to glory with, with, with Jesus because of uh, undiagnosed cancer that was in his body. Um, I had just last week another friend of ours that contacted us and said that, that he was diagnosed with cancer. Um, so that's still going on. And on the other hand, Tavarius, one of our worship leaders, uh, is getting married in a couple of weeks. Uh, so marriages are still going on also. And we've got friends, you've got friends, I've got friends that are expecting kids in the next several weeks, next several months. Jordan and Sarah, we're, we're praying every day uh, for you guys as you get close to, to, to delivery there. Life continues to go on. There's still bills that are due. There's still diagnosis and visits from doctors and with doctors. There's still relationships that are falling apart in front of us. There's still fear creeping up inside of you. Uh, there's still a storm threatening overtake, whatever it is. Headlines, painful loneliness, uh, another deployment overseas, a job layoff. Man, the world continues to ebb and flow in the midst of a global pandemic. And, and, and it's in those moments that we stop, I stop, you stop. And we say, where in the world is my help going to come from? And so we, that's where we find the psalmist. Uh, we believe it's David. It's not attributed to David here, but uh, most, most of the scholars, a lot of scholars agree that David is probably writing this. Uh, but this is one of the songs of the ascent. So this was one that the nation of Israel, as they journeyed to Jerusalem, would sing. Um, so they're singing this as kind of a chorus. Uh, think of it like a worship song that they would sing back and forth. Uh, so, so David is standing somewhere near this mountain. And he lifts his eyes up and he looks up and he says, where is my help going to come from. And then um, we, he pick it up in, in verse two there and listen to the transition between verse two and verse three. He says, my help comes from the Lord. So this is still very personal, David. Where is my help going to come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And then verse three says, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. That, that gives the feel that, that whoever is writing this is saying, I'm in trouble. Where is my help going to come from? And he's surrounded by a crowd of people who say, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you. They're almost shouting back at him. They're, they're encouraging him from a distance or maybe from up close saying, God has you. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. God is never distracted by something else that's going on in the world. Uh, he doesn't sleep on us. He doesn't sleep on our trouble. So I want to take just a moment, and it's early. I know it's early for a lot of us, but I want to geek out just for a minute on the Bible here because there's three kind of, there's the, the three main attributes of God that are laid out in this psalm that I want us to embrace this morning as we go through it. So there's this concept of omniscience, that God knows everything. There's nothing of his that goes unknown. So as, as much as your mom knew everything that was going on in your life when you were a kid, God is that on steroids. He's that so much more. So there's this omniscience. God knows everything that's happening, which means that when you need help from the Lord, he, always, he already knew it. He knew it before you even cried out for it. It's also uh, the second piece is this omnipresence of God. He's everywhere all the time. And that's not really a concept that I've ever been able to wrap my mind around rationally. Like, how is someone everywhere all the time? And so that's when I just push back a little bit from the table and say, God, I don't really understand how you could be everywhere all the time. But that's what makes him God. He's everywhere all the time. And the third part of those, those, those three is omnipotence. He, has, he is all-powerful over all things. So what does that mean for us? It means that nothing that we face catches God napping. Uh, nothing we face catches him by surprise. God never says, well, whoa, whoa. 
I didn't see that ending that way. You ever get to the ending of one of your favorite shows and the last episode is this massive twist to one side and you sit on the couch and go, I didn't see that ending that way. God never says that. <clears throat> Excuse me. God never gets to where he goes, whoo, I didn't see it going that way at all. It also means that, that nothing we face is outside of his knowledge. He already knew what was coming and he knows what we're in the middle of. And nothing we face is more powerful than God. The God who made the heavens and the earth. This is the one who keeps me. It's the one who keeps you. It's the one who keeps us. And uh, the psalmist doubles down then in verse four. He says, indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. So God never sleeps. And then he comes back and says, not only does not sleep, he never slumbers even. So God is never caught napping when you're in the middle of life, whether it's, it's a high point or a low point, no matter where you are on the roller coaster, God is never caught napping as you're, you're going through it. You ever, you have, everyone has called someone at some point and you woke them up and you knew from the moment they answered the phone that they had been sleeping. Oh man, I'm sorry. Are we asleep? And nine times out of 10, they're going to say, no, I wasn't asleep, but their, their voice is really deep. You can hear them yawning as they turn away from the phone. Uh, we wake people up sometimes. That's what we do. We sleep as humans. We need that regeneration. We need that, that health that comes from sleep, but not God. He, he never falls asleep and wakes up shocked at what the overnight news was. He is omnipotent. He has power over all things. He's omnipresent. He's always everywhere. And he's omniscient. He always knows what's going on. So when you pray, don't, don't ever feel like you got to start with, Lord, were you sleeping? Because the answer is no, right off the bat. He never sleeps and he never slumbers. And I love the language there. He never sleeps nor slumbers. Uh, we, we know in our humanness that there's a difference between someone who sleeps and someone who slumbers. Does anybody live with someone who slumbers? I mean, they, when they go to sleep, they go to sleep. I, I have been accused of slumbering a few times in my life. Uh, pretty much every day I slumber really well. I sleep really hard. Um, but there was a, a moment a few weeks, maybe months ago. Now I kind of lose track. Anybody else just lose track of all time during Corona? I have no idea when it was. It was during the quarantine. I knew, I knew, I do know that. I was asleep on the couch one day, one afternoon, and, and my dear sweet wife, Heather, comes over to wake me up. And as she wakes me up, I ball up a fist and almost take a swing at her. So that's how I knew that I wasn't just sleeping or napping. Man, I was slumbering. I was deep into it. I was out cold. And the psalmist here says, God never either catnaps, nor does he just fall into this comatose sleeping condition and miss what's going on in the world. He never sleeps and he never slumbers. He always sees what is happening. And because of that, as we pick up in verse five, because he knows everything is everywhere and is all powerful. Here's one of the things that, that the psalmist says, here's, here's, here's what I know he does as a result of that character trait. Verse five says, the Lord watches over you. And so again, you can hear the crowd, the, 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 the single voice at the beginning saying, where's my help coming from? Who's going to save me here? And the crowd shouting back to him, the Lord watches over you. The Lord is the shade is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. Now that word life, some translations have its soul. And we're going to kind of pick that apart here in just a second, understand how it's the same concept, just on two different sides. But I love this picture of shade from the sun, which, uh, 
if you've been outside in the last month in Texas, you know shade is a great thing. I was in the shade yesterday, and I thought I needed shade from the shade because it was still so stinking hot outside, man. So this, this picture of shade on our right hand. Imagine, imagine standing in a place somewhere, the midday Texas September sun is just beaten down on you. And, and as you're standing there sweating and trying to figure out how in the world it can be 110% humidity when it's only supposed to go to 100%, and you're, you're trying to fathom what you're gonna do in this sun. On your right hand, you begin to feel a temperature change and you look down and you see that there's some shade that, that has crept over your right hand and that actually changed the temperature. It's cooled off your right hand. And, and so your eyes naturally bounce a little bit further to the right and you realize that where you're standing is midday hot September Texas sun. But just to your right is shade. And it's the relief you need uh, in the middle of the moment that you're in. So wouldn't you, wouldn't you in that moment take one step to your right and come under the shade and change the temperature? That's, that's how close God is to us. When that sun is beating down on you and you, you can't figure out how you're going to get relief from it, man, God is literally one step. He's the shade on our right hand. He is that close to us. Take that step. Take, take that step towards him and watch him change the temperature of what is going on around you. And that doesn't change the sun. The sun is still out there beating down and, and is still as hot as it was. But there's something about being in the shade of an almighty God, an omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent, omnipotent God. There is something about being in the shade that changes the temperature. So the psalmist kind of talks about the, the sun by day and the moon by night. And we know that the, the day and the night they present different threats to us, really. In the daylight, we can burn. We can get heat stroke. Uh, there's a lot of bad things that can, that can happen to us in the daylight. Hmm. But the night. Now, listen, while the day may hurt, the night scares people. It scares me. You've, we've all walked through a building that, that we've walked through a hundred times in our life, but all the lights are off. And everything seems to be different. This thing over here moves and this thing over here makes noise. And who was that? And what was that over there? Um, we've, we've, all, we've all felt the, the fear that comes at night. And so while the day may burn us, the night scares us. And the psalmist says, no matter whether it's day or night, sun or moon, God is always there to hold you up. So whether you're in a season where you feel like it's just constant heat and pressure, or whether you're in a season where you feel like it's constant fear, and you can't see what's coming up next, and you can't figure out what's going on around you. You hear noises, you hear things, and you can't, you can't in your mind understand what's going on. God is. God is omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. He's with you in the sun and in the shade and in the night. He's powerful. He's more powerful than anything that you are facing. And, and he, he is there and he knows what you can't see. And he knows where your relief is coming from. Your help comes from the Lord. Your help comes from the Lord. It always has and it always will. And at the very end of that little, the, the, the verse that we just read, uh, it talks about the Lord keeping your soul or keeping your life. Uh, we recognize that, that our souls and our bodies are two different things, right? Our bodies are breaking down. They're falling apart. They hurt in the mornings, uh, they hurt in the evenings as we age, they hurt all day long, all the time. That's just kind of the way it is. That's why we have doctors, they're there to help us. It's, it's why we have great medical care. Our bodies are falling apart, but our souls are in very, very good hands. They're in the hands of God. So even as our bodies do what they do naturally, our souls says, God will keep your soul. 
So take care of your body. Do what you need to do for your body. But know that God has your soul in his hand. He will keep your soul. And then verse 8, the very last verse of of, uh, the chapter. It says, the Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. So this this one is interesting. It's kind of cool to me because uh, at this time, the, the by and large, the Israelites were nomads, a lot of shepherds, a lot of caring for animals and that kind of stuff. So the coming and going is this picture of as a nomad, you were either always coming home or going out again. There was always that constant motion, that movement. So it, it envelops all of it, whether you're no matter what you're doing as you're living life, God is always, always watching over you. Uh, so he, he, I love how he finishes the psalm by saying, no matter what you're doing, God will always guard you. Who guards your soul now and forever, forever, because in his omnipotence, his power never runs out. Uh, some, sometimes uh, people will say to me, or they'll, they'll say to you as well, well, it's, I mean, I could pray about it or I have prayed about it, but it's a little thing. There's other people with greater needs. And, and that shows, uh, or it shows, it gives us the opportunity to show people that, that God is so powerful that your small prayer doesn't cause a brownout in heaven. Your big prayer doesn't cause a brown out in heaven. It's not like God has to pick and choose the prayers he answers. I only have 17 answered prayers today, so I'm going to choose these, these 17 and sorry about this one over here. He's omnipotent. Everything that concerns you pray about because that's where your help comes from. Everything that bothers you, the, the heat that, that, that concerns you and the darkness that scares you, pray about it because that is where your help comes from. His power never runs out. He's, he's always there. He's, om, he, he's omnipresent and he's omniscient. He always knows what you're going through. But in his omnipotence, he's always stronger than what you're going through also. Okay, so kind of as we started ramping up, I, I ask you to pay attention to what the psalmist's greatest or most pressing need was. Did, did you see what it was? He really doesn't tell us, does he? It's, it's not even there. He has a need. Where's my help going to come from? But we don't know what that specific need is. Because I, I have found that when I have a specific need and I take it to God, my specific needs become insignificant to invisible to me when I remember where my help has come from. Because he's done it before. He's done it for me before. He's done it for you before. He's done it through us before. And he will do it again because he will guard us forever. Okay, so I want to I want to read back through the psalm. I want to read it over you this morning, as you get ready to to go into whatever your day holds, and maybe your phone's already starting to buzz, and the the the, the busyness of the day has already come to you. Or maybe you work night shift, and this is how you're winding down before you go to sleep. Um, but you want you don't want those same fears and anxieties to creep up on you while you sleep. As you're getting kids ready for school, you're getting ready for a job, whatever you're doing this morning, let me just read this over you and absorb it. A picture of a single person saying, where does my help come from? And a crowd around them saying, God is your help. If you feel alone today, if you look in the chat boxes, you're not alone. You have a crowd of people, whether you're near New Hope whether you're near our campuses, whether you live far, far away, there is a crowd of people who want to say over you, God will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you won't slumber. He is where your help comes from. So let me read this over you. And just, if you want to close your eyes, close your eyes, just absorb what this is this morning and, and feel what God wants to say to you. 
I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He, listen to the crowd, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will, ne will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and your going, both now and forevermore. Let me pray for you, and then we'll, we'll close out this morning. God, thank you. Thank you that you're always with us, that you're always present in our life. Uh, and not just in our life, Lord, you're present in the world. You, you're ne there's never somewhere that you're not. And so whatever situation that we may walk into today or we may have walked into yesterday, you were already there waiting for us. Thank you, Lord, that you're uh, always more powerful than the situation that we're into. You're almost more, always more powerful than the greatest enemies we face. You're more powerful than the fear and anxiety that creeps up on us. You're more powerful, God. You are omnipotent. And God, you're omniscient. You already know. You already know what, what evil is going to beset us. You already know where you need to guard us. You already know. And our soul is kept in your hands. And there, God, we are safe. Lord, thank you. Walk with us as we go today. In your name we pray. Amen. So you guys know, as, as, as I've done a few of these, I, I, I try to give you a one-word prayer or a short prayer uh, to, to kind of whisper under your breath or out loud and carry you throughout the day. Uh, it, it's, 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 it's long today. You have to remember five words, okay? Five whole words. The Lord is my help. Man, whatever you face today, just, man, the Lord is my help. I don't have the answer. The Lord is my help, and he's going to be there with you, walking with you every step of the way. New Hope, we love you. We're so, so excited for what God is doing in and through New Hope right now. Remember, we're online this weekend at 945. Um, volunteers, I am looking forward to, to worshiping alongside you and your families this weekend as we, uh, as, as we open up the campuses for the volunteers and their families. Um, there, there's no New Hope kids, no New Hope students this weekend, so the families, you guys are all worshiping together. Uh, let, that, let that be a great celebration time for, for all the families there. Um, and then next weekend, oh my goodness, next weekend, doors are wide open, and we are excited to be able to worship uh, with all of New Hope all across the campuses. Keep your eyes on social media over the weekend, early part of next week, as far as uh, we nail down service times and all that kind of stuff. We know we're doing 945. We know we're doing 1115. Uh, if there's anything added, you'll, you'll, you'll catch that through social media. Catch that uh, through the email blast. If you're not on email, go right to the website. Uh, you can sign up so that you get the emails from Pastor Tim, and uh, you'll know exactly what's going on. Other than that, New Hope, love you. Great to see you here on a Thursday morning, and we will see you this weekend either online or in person.